The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast, recording this on a Saturday night. Second, I have a back-to-back for the Sacramento Kings on the home floor. A nice win last night. We find out no Harden or Embiid. Oh, that could be a Kings win. Seven and a... Tyrese Maxey was fantastic. Mm. The Kings had a 21-point lead with about two minutes to go in the second quarter, and that evaporated. A monster third quarter for the Sixers. They end a five-game road trip, 5-0, and with a 129-127 win over the Kings in Sacramento. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Mo? I'm I'm doing I'm doing good now. I I think it's one of those things where you look at how they lost, and it was like that's really annoying, you know. And then the hope that they were giving was actually fun, right? It it, it made it a little bit more fun there, especially right there at the end of the game. But Kings won six straight before losing this one to the Sixers, but it just sucked too because it was the Sixers without Joel Embiid and James Harden, which again, still solid pieces on this For team. For sure. But it just felt so beatable. We're going to get to the game. We'll go over the highs and a lot of lows in this game. Uh, before we dive into that, let's just well wishes to Chemeze Metu because Metu went down 919 mark of the second quarter with what the team is calling a leg injury at this point, I don't want to speculate what that could be. It didn't look good. He looked like he was in a tremendous amount of pain. He was helped to his feet. It looked like he was maybe going to get helped by teammates to the locker room. He ends up walking back to limping back to the locker room. Either way, those things are just super scary, and you just hope that Metsu is okay because um, it just it, it, it injuries just suck. Did you see the replay by any chance? I don't like looking at replays. I know you so don't. No, I no and I didn't mean to, yeah. and I wish I didn't. Um, it looked like a really, I mean, just again, I'm just going off of a replay, just saying like what the visual was of like this like weird bend hyperextension of the leg, and mm. it was just a weird direction. It's like barf, 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 barf a million times. Um, so just hoping Chemeze Metu um, is going to be, you know, okay, and obviously recover quickly. Yeah, so I'm sure we'll learn more about that. I know Mike Brown was asked about after the game. He said uh, he didn't have a chance to talk to Metsu because Metsu was already on his way to get it looked at. So Mm. uh, well wishes to Chemeze Metsu, and hopefully he's back soon, and that it's not a big deal. Let's get to this game, Morgan. A frustrating game, and I think you texted me at one point asking, oh, is this going to be the worst loss of the season? 
I don't know about that. I think it's one of the more disappointing losses because I, I've said this many times. I just hate losing games at home. The Sixers started the season 12 and 12. They are now 18 and four since then. So they've really put it together. But when you go into this game and you see, oh, Embiid's not playing. Harden's mm-hmm. not playing. Okay, this team's at the end of a five-game trip. I know you played last night. You should take care of business. And the Kings got off to a really, really good start in this game. I mean, it kind of looked like they might run away with it, right? You're you're at the two-minute mark of the second quarter. The Kings have 70-plus points. They're up by 21 points with two minutes to play in the second quarter. And then it went way wrong. They finished that quarter with three turnovers. And then all of a sudden, that 21-point lead is down to 10 at the half and that felt like a pivotal swing in the game it's like uh, it's one thing to lose a a lead you know teams chip away but you lost it so fast yeah daniel house hit that three right there at the horn you know to go into the locker room and even that was just like the dagger right making it a 10 point game um De'Aaron talked a little bit about it after the game, saying, you know, what we've been doing in games as of late, a much better job of playing, responding to whatever bad defense is being played at the beginning of the game. And he's like, this seemed to be a lot more of the opposite, where it's like we were playing well in the beginning and then played bad defensively, especially the rest of the game. And I think that's a good way to put it, especially with the way that they, uh, the Sixers were doing a really good job of getting the paint and scoring on them. They finished with 70 points in the paint on this one. I want you to pause on Joel Embiid. 70 points in the paint is a shit ton of points in the paint. A lot. The Sixers aren't like a team that dominates in points in the paint either. Right. That's the other thing. So you give up 70, Embiid's not there. Harden's not there. Like they got carved up tonight. Mm -hmm. And then the rebounding advantage, they got absolutely destroyed on the glass tonight. It was 45, 29 in favor of the Sixers offensive rebound 16 to four in favor of the Sixers. Philly had 23 second chance points. When I say those stats, it's almost crazy to think that the Kings were in this game, even at the end. Yeah. There was some good in this game. I thought De'Aaron was awesome. We'll get to that. But I think that's where the most disappointment lies. It's like, look, you're right. The Sixers still have good players on this team. They're one of the better teams in the NBA. And, you know, they're not just a two-player team. But to, to see you lose a lead like that, how and then, they lost and, and, it, right? And then, and then the third quarter happens where they had 11 points. The Sixers, I'm sorry, I'm messing this up. Uh, the Sixers' first miss of the third quarter came at the 7-15 mark of the third. They scored 19 points during that stretch. I mean, that's, that's in less than five minutes of the quarter. And, and yeah, and you saw... Not only there in the third quarter, some of the defensive breakdowns, but I think you look at some of the crunch time minutes too in the fourth and where like Niang was coming off of a screen. I think maybe it was Barnes that was fighting over it. Got a little caught up, but your teammates have got to do a better job of either coming over and understand, like you can't be in that drop coverage or stay on your guy. It's Niang who's, 
good three point shooter, right? Harrison Barnes trying to fight through, almost trying to look like, hey, I got fouled on this screen when really it's like, no, you got to have one focus and that's to get the hell to the shooter. So those things were happening. Um, we saw the way that they were getting into the paint, just really dominating um, from that mid-range game in the paint and everything as well. It was just, yeah, it was frustrating. It really was. I was trying to think of all the defensive breakdowns that we saw. The one that happened late that that hurt him big time. And Tyrese Maxey just carved him up. Maxey had 32 points, six assists. I, I love his attacking, dude. The guy finishes well. But the play late where Fox is on him and dude just coming off screens. Herter has to switch. And Herter's behind him. Herter tries to recover. Sabonis comes over to help. And Maxey goes high window. Bucket. Oh my God. It would, he's just he, talk about a smart player that knows how to take contact and still finish the shot. Um, especially as he gets closer and closer to the bucket. Um, really fun seeing the way ugh, it as an NBA fan, it's fun seeing young players like this, you know, ball out. It's not fun seeing them do this against the team that you root for. But for Maxi, I think tonight, just seeing what he's capable of as a player, especially without James Harden out there, it gives him a bigger opportunity to have the ball in his hands even more to create, to score, to just do so much more for his team and showcase what his talents are. And this was also a Sixers team where Tobias Harris was in foul trouble tonight. He fouled out with like three minutes to go in this yeah. game. So not only Embiid out, not only Harden out, Tobias only played 25 minutes in this game. That, and you text me about it being the 18 mark. What happened? The Kings were going to get to the sent to the free throw line the yeah. rest of the game in the fourth quarter. And those moments right there, the mindset needs to be, just attack, 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 you know, find a way to get fouled, uh, d look for different ways to get fouled. The Sixers do a tremendous job of that. You see that James Harden, you know, obviously one of the, the best at it. Um, Joel Embiid will also seek, uh, fouls from guys down low and sell things, do what he needs to do. And I think if you're the Kings in that situation, you just have to do even more of, I don't know, being exaggerating or just really showing the refs like, ah, he got me, you know, selling it so much more when you're in that type of free throw situation. When you look at this game tonight and we talk about the rebounding where the Kings got killed tonight, how do you explain it? Like what's wild about it, there's not one member of the Sixers tonight who had double digit rebounding. Damn. Check these out, Morgan. Okay. Tobias had five. Harrell had seven. Melton had seven. Maxie had three. Milton gave him six. Yang gave him six. Paul Reed gave him six. You know what explains it? The offensive rebounding number for the team, 16 for the team, which led to 23 second chance no, opportunity for sure. I points. I guess, what, what is that tired leg on the second night of a back? To, like, what? I just, they got outworked tonight, man. Yeah, they did. This and is not a big team. They're long. I like Paul Reed's activity, by the way. Sure. The guy comes in there. Harold, we know he could play hard. But, like, I'm like, how do you get outworked tonight? Final game of uh, their road trip. And, yeah, that's that's what was, what was tough about it. I know I was tired going into today's game. And I'm like, man, a back-to-back, -back, you know, just you're a little exhausted. 
I always think about when I'm tired, what sometimes maybe a player will feel like after, you know, a physical night of exhaustion. And you're in the NBA, you're training to not be that way 40 something games in, but at the same time, there's going to be times in different time of the year that your body just doesn't respond. Yeah. And I didn't notice it specifically with any individuals like, oh man, they had tired legs. Their shooting was shit. Like we noticed that when they were on the road against the Hawks and they lost that first one against them and their shooting was shit. And you could just see it in a lot of their heavy legs, right? It was the fatigue factor tonight. I didn't feel like a lot of it was the fatigue factor physically, maybe a little bit more mentally, just well, not locked in going after certain balls. Philly's got some length and they've got toughness. Yeah. They've got guys that aren't afraid to mix it up. And I think when you look at Sacramento right now, it's like you need a little more toughness. You need, you know, Sabonis can get after it sometimes. They're trying to get more of that from Keegan Murray. But like Keegan tonight only had three rebounds. It, that sucks. You got to go go after some of these. You know, Harrison Barnes had four rebounds tonight. I mean, the rebounding was terrible. And against some of these teams who play with more physicality, who want to go after that are going to give that second effort and get after that loose ball. Philly's a great example. Memphis on Monday. Dude, you better bring it. Otherwise, nights like this are going to happen. With all that said, they lose by two points, 129 yeah. to 127. I think it's just even more frustrating that you put up 127 points on your home floor and you lose. That hurts too. It stinks. It stinks. And I think when you look at, again, the rebounding and your main guy that you always depend on, Domas Sabonis, with under double-digit rebounds, how dare he do that uh, on a night like this? He, but, actually, he actually did get to 10 rebounds, so he get, oh, he ended up securing the triple-double. triple-double. Wait, he, really? Yes, in the final box once God it was updated. It. I hate. I said it wrong then on the postgame. I hate not having You that. know, sometimes they add stuff to the box score more. I, but, I ha but wait, why isn't it even here? Uh, maybe oh, my, let me refresh refresh it i don't know man what's it say it on still yours? says nine okay so my final box says 10 i don't know this is not okay did he have a triple double <laughs> or did he have a double double either way my, it didn't feel like it i i i, I didn't think sabonis had a good game tonight. that's what i'm so saying harrell outplayed him i thought also sabonis and look when i'm being critical of sabonis like the guy has been on an absolute tear this month okay i'm not gonna start slamming the guy because he has one kind of like uh, game I mean, he's been really good this year. I just felt like he was a little too passive for me. He, he took 10 shots. And, you know, against a Sixers team that doesn't have the same size yeah. with them beat out there, no, go, go at yours. Him. And he was a little passive in this game. And I, I think I noted it. it was even in the fourth quarter. There were a couple of plays, and I'm like, man, why are you passing the ball? Um, and, and I think he's just got to be a little more assertive. And it happens sometimes where maybe he hesitates. He had that one play late where he tried to dish it to Keegan, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And it got deflected out of bounds, ended up being three-tenths on the shot clock, led to a shot clock violation. That was a pretty key play in the game, right? That was in the final stretch of the game. So, um, yeah, this was, the, the sequence, it was 123-121 with about a minute 40 to go. Niang misses a three. Then the Kings have, like, a bad possession. They're just, like... Barnes had the air ball. Sabonis had the second chance. Tried to kick that out to Murray. Deflected out of bounds. Three-tenths on the shot clock. Shot clock violation. Yeah. And it was just like, 
No, go get yours, man. Yeah. No, and I get he it. He wasn't looking to score at times tonight. And 10 Again, shots, not enough. Fatigue mentality um, or fatigue mentally for some of these guys. And I think even for him, as he possibly had a triple-double tonight. But it was – those numbers also started coming – just little by little. You saw in that first half, his rebounding numbers were low. I believe he had seven assists to end um, that first half. And it, even I text you about the assist numbers. They ended up finishing with 28. It still didn't feel like the ball was moving well. No, I definitely thought they settled, especially with that bench unit at times. You know, mm. I think the bench is in a major funk. They're relying again heavily on the starters. It... Like, Malik Monk is not giving him enough. He had that first stretch that was like, all right. Energy, yeah. Three of ten, one of five from three. Nine points. He had three uh, three assists. But I thought he got beat a lot defensively tonight. He had a couple of nice blocks that created something. But he got beat a lot tonight. And he's in a funk. And Mike Brown was asked about that after the game. He's like, look, he's not making shots right now. And at some point, like, yeah, I would not be afraid to go in a different direction. But he's putting in the work, and we're going to trust that he gets through it. When you see Davion Mitchell with 12 minutes and you just think about how this game went, do you think Mike Brown changed his mentality at some point with the way that he was rotating guys because he was he maybe – got fearful or he was just like, you know, coaching yeah. scared. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know how if to... it's co I just think he was like trying to get his guys to figure it out. Like he was letting them try to fight through it. And then, then you're trying to get back in the game. Okay. And you're like wanting to lean on your, your starters maybe too much. Yeah. Davion had a weird night. Like it wasn't very good. He had that one, he made one shot tonight and it was actually supposed to be a pass to Malik Monk oh, that yeah. banked in for three. That was one of the more insane That's plays dope. I think I've seen. Yeah. The, the bench has to be able to give you more. They're not getting a lot from it, but I also don't know that Mike gives the bench a long enough leash. That's what I'm saying. I think, um, obviously when met two went down, that's when Holmes got rewarded his minutes that we talked about in last night's game that he should have been rewarded. And when he came in, he ended up uh, scoring four points in his five minutes, you know, and not acting like he was doing everything and more out there. But you saw what he did for you as your starter. Why isn't his leash a little bit longer? Why aren't you giving him the trust that I do believe that he deserves in a game where it seems like everyone is screwing yeah. up, you know, mentally, especially. Especially on the second I have a back-to-back, -back, you just want sure. to be able to count on your bench to give you something, you know? And that's where you go, all right, if Malik's not giving me what I need, all right, Terrence Davis, you're up, you know? Rashawn, you get in there a little earlier. I don't know. And so... Yeah. Tough. It's a tough one. It's a tough loss. I mean, it's it's not one you, you love, right? You're not like, oh, man, what a fun game out there tonight. Uh, it's like, no, you lost to a shorthanded team. You had the lead. You If you if you just play like a average third quarter, you give yourself a Dude. legit chance to win the game. So one of the positive notes of the night, though, I would say De'Aaron Fox, not only as a whole, but I would say in that fourth quarter, really, just being so consistent with what he's capable of doing in fourth quarters. He was awesome. De'Aaron had 31 tonight. He had nine assists. He had 14 points, four assists in the fourth quarter. He had the sham god move in that yes. game. That was nasty. With 22 seconds to go, you're busting that out in a close game. 
The guy's absurd. Like, he was yeah. getting to his spots again. I mean, it was... The Sixers were answering, right? They're knocking down threes, and he hangs in a three. Fox comes right back down. He was the reason that they still had a chance to win that game in the fourth quarter. And then you get to the end of the game, which is just absurd. I don't even know if we've hit on that yet. We've been talking about just the loss. Yeah. But, I mean, it's 129-126. You're playing the foul game. They get the ball to Barnes with 4.6. Like, 4.6 on the clock. They end up getting it to Barnes to get a look from three. He goes up and draws a foul. I, I didn't see the replay. I was like... Was that really a shooting foul? He ends up going to the line to shoot three with a chance to tie the game. Misses the first. The first. Which is brutal. Yeah. So now you're in a position, okay, you have to make the next one, and then you have to intentionally miss the next to maybe get an offensive rebound put back. Let's go to overtime. Well, he did that, right? Like, he got in out. He made the next one. He missed that perfect. Kings brought Alex Len into the game to rebound to try to get something back, and the Kings did not they weren't obviously able to put that back, but that was such a wild sequence. Yeah, and it didn't, and obviously the game was not lost at the free throw line no. with Harrison Barnes at the end, but it was it was one of those moments like, ah, oh, we've seen some big free throws being hit by guys as of late. Rashawn Holmes staying ready, hitting his. I'm not, you know, putting Harrison Barnes down for missing that first one. I'm just saying how much it crushed my soul in that moment when I just really was like, okay, this could go to overtime. Yeah, I mean, miss free throws. I mean, Harrison Barnes and I, by the way, 27 points. Exactly. Eight of 13. He knocked down six of nine from three, unfortunately. He missed that free throw. He was perfect at the line before that. And so hot in that first half with the way Dude, he was knocking down those threes. He like, had five threes in the first half. He was money. And he's, he's relocating. Yes, yes. Great job by Barnes. Absolutely. And I thought Keegan had some nice moments tonight. He ends up with 13. Nate needs to get some more shots, I think. Uh, I thought he also did some nice things defensively. I think he is just showing more and more signs that, oh, he can be a complete player out there. Keegs? Yes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I just think... When he's out there, it's not like, oh, he looks like a rookie out there that's going to be a good NBA player. He looks like he belongs. He High IQ player, um, great size, you know, and then being able to hit that corner three that he hit late in the game. I love that, was that a it big wasn't, time shot, that's dude. what I'm saying. It wasn't yep. a, too big of a moment for him. Those moments and those lessons, I, I just love seeing the way that we're, um, witnessing his development. Yeah. I mean, again, just can't have 70 points in the paint. No. You just can't. You can't. And the offensive rebounds were just killer tonight. And that's that's what cost you the game. You can talk about, oh, I missed free No, like, Barnes missed a free throw. Whoop-de-doo. You know what? So did Sabonis miss some free throws in the fourth quarter, too. Right? right? So I know that it, it, the Barnes ones are seem like they mean more. No, you make some other ones, too. The Kings, by the way, were 22 of 29 for the free throw line. They missed seven free throws in this game. But... That's also not why they lost. They're now 26 and 19 on the season. The Sixers are now 30 and 16. So, yeah, it sucks. What's going on down there? We got a dog issue? We had two, like, da, 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 da. Oh, they, yeah, you know, doing at. their thing. And I was like, um, not around the wires, boys. Let's get to these people watching us live right now. What's if up? you're here, you are hardcore. It's a Saturday night. You're chilling with us. We really appreciate it. So make sure to hit the thumbs up Hell button. Oh, yeah. And sub. Scribe. A uh, Harada says, uh, those four straight missed free throws by Sabonis and Lyles were rough. Dude, you are so right. I actually noted that. That was in the third quarter, and it was 97-94. Mm. Lyles and Sabonis get the chance to go to the free throw line. 
you go 0 for 4 at the line. That was kind of a pivotal thing. Um, Sean says, who said this was the worst loss of the season? Sixers are a top team in the East. They're still very good without Embiid and Harden. Yeah, I think some people, you look, I put the poll question up. Was this the most disappointing loss of the season? Mm -hmm. The options were yes, no Embiid or Harden. No, you prisoner of the moment. And eh, not good, but not the worst. 45% of people said yes, no Embiid or Harden. 40% say eh, not good, but not the worst. Yeah, I mean... I text Deuce during the game asking him, like, is this the worst? I know of the it's season? not the and worst. It's, and it's, that's, we both agreed that it was just like one of those it's just games that got it's like you got in your feelings with this one. No, You're dude, just like, ew. They got play like Tobias Harris is a good player. Maxi is a really good player. I love his game. I love Paul Reed off their bench. I go, God, if the Kings had Paul Reed, that's a guy you think with some length, gets after it, athletic, could find rebound, a way. You know. Yang gave him 17 off the bench. That bastard. I know. Shake Milton had 15, 7, and 6 tonight in 29 minutes. So, mm. yeah, tough loss. You move on. And guess what? Next up, you got Monday night, the Grizzlies come to town. The that's, most a, that's a big game. Hated team. No, no, Morgan, that's a game that's going to have major buzz. How come you're saying that? It's Memphis. They are the most hated team in the NBA, I think, overall. I mean, I mean, who likes them? Players don't like them. Coaches, Coaches don't, don't like them. Fans, Shannon Sharp doesn't like them. Obviously, Shannon Sharp doesn't like them. And it's great. I oh. love everything about it, but you know they're going to be it. chirping. And I I mentioned this tonight on NBC Sports California in my postgame hit. There's certain games throughout the season that you look at. Like, for me, this is the Kings. They're at the halfway point of the season. They've been really good against teams below 500. They're 18 and 5 against teams below 500. So they're taking care of business against losing teams. That's outstanding. Now we're halfway through the season. This is like a midterm, you know? You get oh, the yeah, midterm. You did say that. Yeah, it's yeah. a midterm exam. <laughs> That's what Memphis is. And it, it's like, all right, how are you, how are you going to score on this? Let's it's, put it's you tough. up against a. Really good team. Yeah. And um, see a, what you're going to do. A team that's physical. Yeah. A team that talks shit. A team that rebounds well. A team that Sabonis has not had his best outings against because Steven Adams has been an animal and a half. Also, I can't wait for this game. They're on the road, Memphis, and it's the second night of a back-to-back for them. They're playing the Suns tomorrow, Sunday yeah. uh, night. So they're going to be playing the Kings the next night on Monday. It's... I look at this game for the Kings just how we're talking about it, like a test, because I don't have the expectations like, oh, yeah, you got to get the win. The Grizzlies are going to be tired. It's this team, solid culture, solid players, and they know how to get in some team's heads. So if you're the Kings, you have to come in mentally and physically just super strong. Match their physicality. Everything. Match that grit. Let's give some love to a new member. Shout out to RJ, our guy RJ, who became a member. Appreciate you. you. Force Lee, a member for six straight months. Adrian subscribed on YouTube. Appreciate everyone here tonight hanging out with us on Night Chats. Oh, we should talk to some people. Let's uh go to Manny tonight. What's up, Manny? What's up, guys? How you doing, man? Hey, first of all, let's talk about Deuce and Mo. The midday show you want to know. Ah, you know okay. what I'm saying? Two on Sacktown Sports. 
Are you singing? Are you making up a song for us or what, Manny? You don't want it from me. You do not <laughs> want it from me. But I am so proud of you guys. I am so excited for you guys. The only thing, obviously, I would have been more excited for is I would have loved to have been 1320 just to join in with D'Lo and Casey. Hey, but, man. You're sweet. You know, you know, we love those guys. And, um, yeah, I mean, what? I have so many thoughts on what you just said. Yeah, um, yeah it just it's, stations are at different points, you know, like – D'Lo and Casey are building that station and they've done like a tremendous job. Up. And, you know, when you compare like Saxon Sports has been around a long, 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 long time. So they have that like heritage brand that's been there. They're kind of established where, you know, 1320 has been like the station that uh, maybe has a local show or all set, you know, all network and then a local show. This is the first time it has momentum. You know, I almost look at it as like, a couple of years ago, they were an expansion team, and now they're growing into like having legit talent in D'Lo and KC and They've, what the culture. And they are kind of like they're go they they're gonna be great. And now it's like, will that company try to invest more into it because they should build around those guys? And, and they're they're really good. Manny, and one more thing too, it's so fun because like whenever we do talk with them, we're always just like, there's room for all of us to thrive everywhere mm -hmm. right you know and that's what's yep. fun you're just gonna get a shit ton of all of us all the hey, time now i yeah. just feel like they out on two number one picks you know what i'm saying so oh. well yeah so i mean look uh, we tell that we talk to those guys we've talked to them i i've damien knows how we feel K casey knows how we feel like those guys are amazing they're and our people they're always going to be our people in a perfect world, do I wish we weren't like crossed over where we're on 11 to 2 and they're on noon to 4? Yeah, I wish we weren't. One, because I like listening to their show. Like, I listen to their show every day. Uh, but it is what it is. And the cool thing about 2023 is everything's on demand. Like, hey, you can oh. go listen to them hey, live. I sometimes have to, to do that later. with you guys. Yeah. Because I, I, I work, I wake up at three in the morning for work. So sometimes yeah, yeah. it's just, it's one of those things. But, Tonight's game, right? I, I I saw some of the over to me as an overreaction, and you know I've seen that. I remember the seventy-two and ten Bulls. I always referenced the Bulls. I've saw games where like they were up twenty and lost the game. It's like it's a hiccup sometimes, and I think sometimes when you're in that second game of a back-to-back -back and you run out to a big lead, right? Because they literally were running out to a big lead. Yeah, you exert so much of that that energy in the beginning that. Instead of it being, I would have liked to have actually seen a more paced game today because I think they would have had the energy to kind of gloss over the whole game where I think they just exerted so much into that 21-point lead that they they didn't have anything left in the tank after that, really. And to still see a fight at that end, I think that speaks volumes because a lot of times you would have lost that 21-point lead, been down, what were they down, about 10 at one point, eight. Yeah. And you could have just phoned it in, right? Like, it just it's a back-to-back. -back. No. They fought back. They got back into it. They were in range again. And that, to me, shows that heart, that grit. And it's it's a building. It's a building block. Yeah. And I think that's a that's an interesting perspective because you're right. They didn't roll over. They stayed in it. And that's not you saying, hey, it's a moral victory. Obviously, the law no. sucks. But you're right. Like That's part of the growing the, the, process. It, it's been rare this team this year that this team has completely just rolled over. Mm -hmm. Even in their losses, you're like, well, they, they got back in the game. 
I mean, how many times have they just gotten their asses kicked in? Philly? In the last Philly game uh-huh. was really bad. But even then, they they somehow closed the gap a little bit. They gave uh-huh. them 80 points in the first half. The fight is always yeah. there. Yeah, which I, I I do admire. And now you just have to learn from these, though. You know, we can't keep having, like, well, this. Because th- these losses at home kill you. Mm-hmm. Right, like yes. the home stuff is great right now. You're above 500 on the uh, on the road. I think coming in tonight, you had the best road wet record in the Western Conference. That's awesome. But now I believe they're 14 and 10 at home. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I, I, you need to build on that. It's look at the schedule coming up too. Like it's you got a lot of Western Conference foes that lie ahead. And you guys, I see this comment in our chat um, from Hoop Studios talking saying i appreciate the sediment but i can't be positive about blowing a lead yeah and my only my only you know challenge to that would be but that's this era of the nba right like mm-hmm. the a 21 point lead induces math is a six seven oh. point lead <laughs> Dude, 20, yeah but it, it goes back to what we said at the top of it. it's not the 21 point lead that it disappeared it's it disappeared because in the final two minutes of the second quarter, mm-hmm. the Sixers scored 12 points and, and you had three or four turnovers. Like that, those are the things. And then you completely, so, there's an avalanche again, in the third. My whole point to this, though, is like, yeah, any type of lead being lost can be hurtful at times, especially when it's loss just like that um i think for the most part too though you see how this is a game of runs and teams i mean the amount of times you see on the broadcasts like 11 to 2 run 15 to 2 run you know there's just always these big runs by teams now and i think it's how the kings have responded to certain things is what we've really been able to break down tonight. And the only things I would say are positive, kind of like you're saying, Manny, is just the way that um, they were able to still somehow climb and stay in this one after exerting so much energy in that first quarter on a second night of a back-to-back. Look, this is not a finished product, right? right? This is by far not a finished product in the grand scheme of where we want this team to go. This is the beginnings of what we hope is a glorious run at some point. But right now, we are on building blocks. And I know everyone gets excited and wants to light the beam every single day. That's great. And I I love watching it. But we also have to kind of, and it's hard to do, we also have to keep an even keel and understand where we are in what they call the process. There's a lot more work to do. But you do see light at the end of the tunnel. And that's the best part of this. It's a purple light. And you see it at the end of the tunnel. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man. I... I was listening to a clip today on Twitter from Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce who mm. talked on the Showtime show for like five minutes about the Kings. And it made me feel so much better about the direction. I already feel good, but when you hear a couple of guys who don't really have any t- – they have no ties to Sacramento. They used to play in the league. We're talking about Hall of Fame talents, right? And they're going, man, this team is good. Oh, this culture, mm-hmm. Mike Brown, They, you don't want to play this team. Sabonis, Fox, they're just going on and on about what the Kings have done this year. Yeah, I feel really good about what lies ahead for the Sacramento Kings. So, yeah, tonight sucks. When you take a step back and look at big picture, you go, yeah, you're 26-19. and 19. You you just snapped a six-game winning streak tonight. Hey, It's mm-hmm. not ideal, but, hey, you move on, dust yourself off, and let's see what they can do. Absolutely.
Well, Manny, I appreciate your perspective as always. And th- hey, seriously, thanks again for the kind words, man. And for always hey, supporting us. I will see you guys Monday at 11 a.m. sharp. Hell thanks, yes. Appreciate you, man. Love you guys. Love you, man. And for those who want to watch us on, uh, we well, can watch and listen on Sacktown Sports. If you go to their YouTube page, youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. I would recommend you guys just subscribe there because that's where our daily show with them will live. It's and we'll we'll probably link it on our YouTube page too. But just so you guys have it, you might as well just subscribe. Uh, they're gonna do it, go live and local from six a.m. to six p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday, and we're part of that obviously from eleven to two each day. Um, and then they have a free app, the Sacktown Sports app. You can download the app store if you want to listen to the audio there. All right, um, let's continue on and check in with our good buddy, James Harden's number one stalker. Oh. He is Coach Nick. What's up, Nick? What's going on, man? Oops. What's, oh. go- what's going on, man? How are you doing today, Zeus? Okay. Uh, oh, we, we can't hear you. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together there's all these different papers there's all these different forms what do you do you listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast yeah because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business how about for some time off after an nba season even that sounds amazing so you know what you need to do listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast on your favorite podcast app future you will thank you Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc move your hand okay can you hear me now yeah you sound great like that all right, Nick, a couple of things. Last night, you told us that you ran into James Harden at Starbucks. You asked him for a picture. He said, no, not right now. Then you said you followed him to Urban Outfitters, and then you followed him to his hotel uh, at the Sawyer. And then tonight, he was not, not only did he not play, he was not seen at the arena. Is he okay? What did you did do Did you with do him? anything to James Harden? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're laughing, what would you but do you're not answering. If, what would you do, Morgan, if he just tilt the camera? Uh, yeah, if James Harden was like tied up in the corner. Like, Help me! I did, not, I did not do anything to him. Okay, good. This good, is good. good news. Okay, and before you go on, Nick, real fast. Yeah. There is. 
I'm going to say I, there is no confirmation that this is true. I'm not being a journalist here. This is just me reading social media. There's been a lot of social media buzz that James Harden was seen in Las Vegas last night. No. Unable to confirm at this time, but there's been multiple people on social media who have said it. I'm not even surprised. And he was not at the game tonight. Yeah. So. <laughs> now, the Sixers don't play till the 25th. Ah. Uh. So maybe maybe he's like, hey, can I take today off? And he went to Vegas. Man, uh, James Harden runs stuff. He did in Houston. He's doing the same thing in Philly. I don't know if that's true. I have zero idea if it's true. But if it is, that is insane. All right, Nick, were you at the game tonight? Oh, yes, I was. And I got a picture with Morgan. Cool, cool. She didn't say no to you. Okay, that's good. Uh, and Morgan said, uh, I asked Morgan, I asked somebody if, if somebody could take a picture for me and... Morgan said, Morgan told me to say, please. Yeah, yeah, good Because job. he hands his phone to people and he says, take a picture. And I'm like, Nick, you have to ask before just forcing someone to take a photo. Nick, you still sound like you're sick. No, I'm okay. Listen to your, if were you I yelling at the game? sick, I swear to God. Were you, were you uh, yelling? I think I was. Okay, you think you were. Okay. All right, what do you think about the game, man? What, what are your thoughts? Well, I do have to say, no, we lost tonight, but we're going to have to play better and be Memphis. And also, speaking of Memphis, Memphis plays tomorrow. They play Phoenix Mm -hmm. tomorrow, and then Toronto plays New York tomorrow. Um, Question about Memphis. Do you think that they are the most hated team in the NBA? Yes. There okay. you go. Short and sweet. All I right. love it. Well, Nick, it was a and tough... We're going to have to pay attention to Memphis tomorrow because they play they play Phoenix tomorrow. Memphis, Memphis have Phoenix tomorrow. And then Toronto is playing New York tomorrow. Okay. We'll keep an eye on that, man. Make sure to watch those games too, all right? Go to sleep, Nick. Your eyes are closing. Sleep dreams. Why, why not watch the games tomorrow? Why, why not? not? Sleep dreams, Nick. Sleep dreams. I will just like, <laughs> if that ever leaves my life, I don't want to be around anymore. That is my favorite thing in the whole world. Oh my God. Sleep dreams. James Harden's number one stalker. The beam <laughs> team says, why not stalk Harden? <sighs> what did you do, Nick? <laughs> why not make Harden sick? <laughs> Digital Henry says Harden is in Nick's basement. <laughs> Oh my God. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Thank uh, you everyone. Um, I just love, I just looked over at our discord chat. I'm going to get to them in a second. We have our group of 13 year olds who are in the discord chat. <laughs> you uh, guys bet. Like if you're listening right now, you better bring yes. it with a point. Okay. Well, let's uh, go next to Dylan on Twitter spaces. Hi, Dylan. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. We, we got you, man. What's Perfect. up? Hi. Uh, long time listener, first time calling in. Welcome. Uh, congratulations, by the way, for the talk show. Oh, Thanks. thank you, man. Uh, I appreciate you guys it. I'm sorry, Monday. Yeah. Um, I don't want to make anything too spicy for the first time calling in, but I've been working on this theory lately, and I, I know that I'm going to get a lot of slack for it. Okay. But uh, I know, I know, I'm sorry. It's like a... Okay, so we can all agree, and then I know you said it before, Deuce, but we can all agree that that Sabonis is a five, right? I mean, he yes. can't be a four. He can't guard anyone on the. You know, he can't guard anyone driving in and stuff like that. He's got to be a five. He's a bona fide five in the league for sure. Now that thing that's been 
uh, kind of cement it in. But what I will say is how confident are we that he's a championship center? Is he the one that we really want to go forward with for the next couple of years? Because, I mean, if you look at being able to defend the paint, it's just not so good. If you look at the top teams, I mean, look at Celtics, they have a you know good rim protector, solid wing, or you know, a star wing. You look at the Nets, solid rim protector, star wings and guards. You look at the Bucks, solid rim protector, star wings. Yeah. So Dylan, Dylan, I think what you're saying though, I, I, what you're saying though, the the thing you're emphasizing too is star wing. Um, and I, I like what the Celtics have built with Horford and, and Williams. But no, no, no. Who won the Who won the championship last year? I mean, Warriors. But okay, but I mean, Robert Williams was injured, right? No, no, no. He still played though. He still played. My point is, they had Looney and Green. I think we get so wrapped up in a oh Sabonis protecting the rim. It's like no, you need guys on the perimeter to protect. You need a wing defender. Like yeah, can Sabonis be a championship big for your team? A hundred percent he can. He makes everybody better. I actually think he does some good things defensively, too. I think he's been pretty good defensively this year. It's not going to be perfect. He's not going to be blocking shots all the time, but he is strong. He gets rebounds. Go ahead, Morgan. And Dylan, I think your your question is absolutely a valid oh, question. Oh, I'm offended because no. I have I already started building a Sabonis yeah. statue. I'm sculpting one for outside Golden I One think, Center. I'm commissioning it. Okay. I, 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 I think that's where it gets because I was going to say, do we trade the bonus for a star wing? Okay, so hold on. Time out, just for the record. Dylan, 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 Dylan. Thank you. Morgan just said F me getting frustrated because she couldn't get a word in, by the way, which is a little aggressive. A little aggressive on your part, Morgan. So I'm going to go ahead and do this. Technical foul. That's just, no, you get one, you better... Do you want to get ejected? I'll, I'll eject you. So you need to relax because here's the reality, Morgan, is Dylan... The connection with Twitter space is not always great, so they can't always hear well. So totally don't fine. Like... Totally fine. I'm just trying to get okay, my word get in, and then in. we're getting trophies and everything going on, too. And so my whole point, though, about giving you a compliment about, like, hey, I think your question is valid to even ask it about that angle. Love it. Um, my only other point would be, though, I think sometimes we jump ahead to, is he championship caliber? It's like, F that. You guys, let's get to winning basketball caliber and then let's get to postseason caliber and then let's get to, you know what I mean? And I think he is the perfect next step for what the Kings are trying to accomplish. But, and then we can re-ask your question about him being a championship center when we get there. And by the time we maybe get there too, Dylan, the the league evolves and changes each year in such different True. ways. Like what what's going to be the biggest difference by the time that the Kings are in that conversation? He's been one of True. the best players in the league this year. He's an all-NBA <laughs> talent and will probably right. get some like fifth-place MVP votes this year. So I guess right. my point is like, yeah, are there challenges to building around a guy who can't like block a shot? I mean, I guess you could say that, but he does so many other things at a, a high level. He does almost everything good. He could score. Right, right. He could pass. He rebounds the hell of the ball. Awesome leader, communicator. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So to answer your question, right, I, mean, yes. I, I, I love him. I think he's great. I think he's amazing. Uh, you, no, 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 no. You don't, I'm... you don't love him like I love him. Oh, Dylan, okay. So, <laughs> Right, could 
be, could be. But I, I think, I, I mean, obviously, yeah, I think he's deserving of like a third, uh, you know, third team All NBA. I just, yeah, maybe I'm jumping the gun here, thinking about championship already. I agree. He's going to get us in the playoffs. I think I agree with that. He's going to get us a first round victory. Maybe not this year. Maybe next year. But just thinking about the future. Yeah, right. I, I appreciate that, Dylan. Right, I Dylan. think that's great. Appreciate you, man. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, it was funny because on tonight's post-game show, Kenny was talking about, yeah, you know, I think Sabonis can be a four in this league and blah, blah. And then I was like, I'm going to challenge you on that. I'm like, what about defensively? And he goes, I agree with you on that. And I'm like, yeah. okay. And that's exactly where, like, yeah, sure, it seems like he can stretch the four and do so much more from the outside. But defensively, it just doesn't make sense with – um, his lateral mu- movement and just the other fours in this league. And I think Dylan raises a point that we can speak to when that question can even be asked. And I just, the Kings aren't there. Justin in the chat says the bonus is not enough. He is a number two, not the number one guy. Well, he's been the number one guy this year and he's an all NBA talent at this point. And the Kings are winning with a flawed roster. So, yeah, I'm gonna say he's a number one. Yeah, is both. he up there? Like, yeah. If you're gonna start ranking players, like, no, he's not. Tatum's awesome. Durant's awesome. Curry, LeBron, obviously, he's not in that category with Giannis. But can he be the best player on the team? Yeah, I do think he can. For the longest time, I was like, De'Aaron. You know, everyone thought De'Aaron could be a number one guy. I thought the same thing. Last year was the first year I was like, he's not a number one guy, and that's okay. He doesn't need to be that in this league. And now seeing him take this leap, it's so it's cool to look back on my analysis last year to what it is this year because players just change. They mature. And the two guys we're talking about are 20-something, yeah. 25 and 26 years old, right? And, like, that's not even technically your prime in the NBA. Justin also says you can't win the NBA with a non-defensive center. Well, yeah, I mean, Sabonis plays defense. Like, again, defense isn't not just blocking isn't shots. just blocking shots. Contesting. You got to contest. You got to rebound. You got to move well. You got to be able to defend the pick and roll. You have to be able to communicate. Like, we, we get, hey, let's look at block shots. Dude, he's been really good at defending at the rim this year and like it's you got to watch them i mean how, i don't know what to tell you how fun would it be to have someone who's your designated rim protector right that can come in and and protect the rim i mean you look at a team like the grizzlies they have steven adams but then they have triple j who is their rim protector their blocker what beam team says with an injured hand right with yes. a broken thumb <laughs> all right uh let's uh check in with one of our faves what's up megaloo Hey guys, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. Congratulations on your new show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Your new old uh, gig. Yes, exactly. I was surprised in their little uh, press release. They didn't mention like that you're coming back. They just said they're here. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it's yeah, it's a radio station. I don't know if they know how to write a press release to save their life. You know? Um, yeah, it, 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 it's <laughs> like I do feel like it's going back, but it's a little different. So that's I don't necessarily even feel like we're going back to the same place. Owned by familiar. a different company. Yeah, but yeah, there's definitely it's it's going to be interesting. It's weird because technically it's my third stint with that station. Wow, because I started that you know. Well I, yeah. well, I started 
there when I was 16 as an intern, got hired on when I was 18, like behind the scenes, worked my way up, was working on the Rise Guys behind the scenes. And when the Rise Guys, the old morning show there, left and took a job in San Francisco, I left with them and produced their show in San Francisco for a year. And then I came back to uh, KSGK. Okay, Megaloo, tell ah. me tell me if you get this reference. I feel like this is a lot like J-Lo, Ben Affleck, Benifer vibes, like where they just like keep finding a way to come back to each other and now they're married. Is that what's happening? I'm married. Uh, here's no. the thing. I'm not married to anyone. I, I'm, I'm, I've got the podcast. I've got NBC. I've got Ooh, you, stuff. You, yes. Um, and they're not side chicks. They're like, everyone has a relationship. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Open really. I have an open relationship I love with it. all my employers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's 2023. What do you want? Anyway. They're all side gigs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Megaloo, <laughs> what did you think about tonight's game? Well, no, I just I just wanted to speak up for those people who try and live in the moment and not, like, move ahead and, you know, build a championship team out of, like, our team that has not gotten to the playoffs in 16 years. And, like, everybody seems to pull out the trade machine and, like, you know, be completely convinced that they've found like the missing piece that's going to elevate us into like the first seed or whatever. Like we haven't even played as many games as most of the other teams yet. Let's just enjoy the basketball, like the team factor that we haven't had in a really long time. The fact that this coaching staff can get this team to be better than its parts a lot of the time is freaking amazing. Like, let's enjoy the come up. And I don't think we have to, like, trade everyone or blame anyone or have, you know, oh, it's this person's fault that we didn't win tonight. Like, it's hard to win basketball games in the NBA. We just came off a six-game winning streak. Winning streak. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine thinking that could even happen last year? No. Like, this is the second one. Yeah. And that's... I just, uh, and what you're saying is kind of what I've been saying for a while. Is like, yeah, enjoy the come up. Like, there is nothing like the rise. Because, you know, once you get there and then all of a sudden there's expectations to win like 50 games every year. You it's like, feel the rise it's a again. different level of pressure. Yep. The come up is nothing. Like, this beam and everything that is coming with everything. this this year. The newness of the energy that Mike Brown's brought with Sabonis. Like, the beginning phase is always the most fun. Similar, we're going back to relationships. Let's be honest. The beginning, when you're dating someone, always the best. <laughs> always Perfect. the best, right? Yep. And then you get you get like a, maybe if you get lucky and you get it's six months, a year, and you start noticing like, oh, okay. Your expectations change. That's what it is, right? The beginning is hot. But it's it fresh. Still, you're making love all the time. Good though, you know. We're like, laying the beam all the time, if you know what the I beam, mean. The beam when, yeah, yeah, wind goes out and a beam goes up, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, for sure. But no, that's it's so true, and it's like then you reach that point where it's like, hey, we just have expectations of what things need to be, and. You're exactly right. I love your perspective, Megaloo, because it, it is something that we haven't been able to experience so long uh, in Sacramento. And I think so many people around sports are always like, act like you've been there before. And it's like, no, 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 because they haven't 
been here for so very long. So we're actually going to appreciate every win. We don't give a damn if it's against OKC on a Wednesday night or a Sixers without James Harden, Joel Embiid. That would have been nice. Um, but like enjoy every moment, the responses after a bad first half, it all matters. And then the other thing that you were talking about is just like the whole, hey, trade for this person. Dude, if the Kings don't make a major move at the trade deadline, I'm not worried about that at all. I think this team is good enough right now to get in the playoffs and be entertaining. And then you address it in the offseason because I think it's going to cost a lot to make a major move, especially with all the buyers at the trade deadline. You got to be careful. Be smart with it. And also, I don't know. Like, let's see what Keegan looks like in year two. We're already seeing the growth from the guy. Like, what, what could he look like next year? What could he look like the year after? Maybe he's the best player on the team in a year and a half. We'll find out. I mean, I, to me, it's like I don't even know what this team looks like in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, like players are totally different in the playoffs sometimes. Like, nope. I know Kevin Herter's good. Harrison Barnes was in the playoffs like 10 years ago or something. Like, Damn. I don't know if he's any You know what I mean? Like, we don't even yeah. know what we have, in my opinion. And, yeah, the young guys, Davion and Keegan, I think they have a lot of growth left in them. I love both of them and what they're doing. So I think there's a lot of internal growth and chemistry that can happen. And like I said, the fact that, like, the team sometimes can be better than its parts that's what basketball joy is. And I think that gets better with time if the vibes are right and the chemistry is good. So I don't know. Uh, I'm happy for you guys. I love our, you know, Kings community. The cowbell talk has been pretty fun. Oh, and yes. you guys I just do want everybody job. to keep having a great time and not like, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater because we lose the game or two. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Yeah, just enjoy. And I appreciate you checking in. And uh, hopefully you check us out on uh, Monday at 11 a.m. <laughs> appreciate it. Will that. do. Thank you, Bye, Megaloo. Megaloo. Yes. She's seriously the best. Yep. Like always. Great perspective. All right. Let's go to the youngins who are staying Ooh. up late. What's up, Loyal Sack Kings? <laughs> Loyal Sack Kings fan. Uh, why, why are you laughing so I quick? Just, I just love that, like, in the waiting room on our Discord, it's just three 13-year-olds just hey. chilling. Loyal Sack Kings fan, are you there? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, I know. I Morgan, it's one of the things I appreciate about Night Chats is the range of people. We get some old asses calling in. You get kind of middle-aged people. You got young people. I love it. It's, it's great. Dope. We get all different perspectives. Loyal Sacks, Loyal Sack Kings fan. Um, you watched the game tonight or what? Yes, I watched the whole game tonight. And what'd you think? Uh, I thought Mike Brown should have played uh, guys that didn't play last night. I feel like the team was tired. Like, give TD some minutes, you know, give Dozer some minutes, you know, put Rashawn Holmes in there. Maybe he did a little bit, but put him in more. I think he should have done that. Yeah, I... We mentioned Rashawn last night, dude. I thought he should have played more. Um, yeah, it's interesting, you know, especially when those guys, maybe that fir- that first group, first bench unit wasn't working. Do you change it up a little bit um, on the second I have a back-to-back? But, yeah, um, it's so tough. I just look at the minutes from the starters and go, God, second I have a back-to-back and Keegan plays 41. Didn't Fox play the entire fourth quarter, yeah, too? Yeah, Fox played the entire fourth quarter yeah. tonight. 
14 points. The guy's a stud. He really is. He's an all-star. I hope he has a big game against the Grizzlies so Me people too. can wake up. If the Kings could win that game, that'd be outstanding. But he was Maybe. he was awesome. Yeah. I just don't think you can't play 80 minutes in two games. Like, I just don't think that's okay. I think that tires the guys out too much, especially like Sabonis. He just looked really tired out there. Do you but he still got like his double double though, which is insane. Do you play basketball by any chance? Yeah, I do. I play AAU. Oh, cool. Ooh, okay. Cool. And, and like, okay, with AAU, like sometimes are you sometimes at tournaments playing two games in one day? Yeah, sometimes I have to. And it's even being a thirteen year old, it's still really hard sometimes physically, huh? Playing in that second game. Yeah, because it's really tiring. You have to run. You run back and forth all the time. It's defense is hard. It's really tough. And, and I in the NBA, it's probably a lot tougher. That's too. it. Yeah, think that's exactly it. Like think about these guys just playing the best of the best in the world at the level that they're playing at, at the speed and the strength that they're playing at. And it's like you're okay. You got to do it again the second night. And um, sometimes some of these guys like De'Aaron Fox who can pull it out it's it's really great to see but yeah I, I i'm with you play some of the fresh legs make sure you just got a a good a good um fresh kind of team out there on the floor so good point yeah they don't even have to play uh for a whole a long time they just gotta maybe like five six minutes you know let the let the uh guys that played last night get some rest so they can come in again there you go Sounds like a coach, man. Hire, I know. Hire this kid. Hire I love this it. Kid. All right, man. Thanks for checking in. Yeah. Uh, also, congratulations on getting 11, uh, Sports 1140 back. Oh, cool. thank you. It's called Sacktown Sports oh, now. Get Sacktown it right, Sports. okay? Oh, my bad. When I was it's... three years old, it was 1140. Okay, my bad. Yes. All right, man. Appreciate you. All, All right. right. Have a good night, man. That's cool. <sighs> All right, Dash and Jamie, the friends are here. You guys are friends. You guys are both here. What's up? Jamie. Hello. What's up, guys? What's up, Jamie? Hello. We, Hi, so Dash. you guys are friends, confirmed? Nope. Uh, no. Oh, crap. I thought you guys were friends. You have this the... is awkward. Wait, wait, wait. Dash, are you are you the one of the 13-year-olds? No, I didn't. No, I'm 19. Oh, oh mine's got a deuce. I'm, I totally messed that up. My bad, Dash. <laughs> I brought you guys both in. I thought you were one of Jamie's friends. My bad, Dash. Um, no worries, no worries. All right, uh, Jamie, hang on. We'll, we'll talk to you in a second. You can chime in, too. Right. What's going right. on, Dash? Uh, You know, disappointing loss. You know, I thought the biggest point of the game was definitely the offensive rebounds because, you know, mm. Kings did such a good job against OKC in that department. And then, you know, today we got killed on that. Yeah, it was just so surprising. I know they play with some physicality, but like OKC had great length too. You know, like yeah. OKC has long guys. It's, they may not have a whole bunch of like seven footers, but I mean, I'm trying to think of their lineup. Uh, one of the Jalen Williams is like 6'10, but everyone else is like 6'6 and long on that team, right? Yeah. I mean, Josh Giddy's got great length. Oh my God. SGA's got great length. You know, Lou Dort, maybe six four, but he's long and gets after it. And then tonight, they they really got pumped a little bit. Yeah, and those free throws in the third quarter, I feel like that is uh that kind of shot me in the heart there. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's like a it 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 changes <laughs> I don't know the confidence, the vibes um, when you're missing so many, a chunk right there in the third when you need them so bad after uh, everything is falling apart. So, yeah, that's, that's also a good point. Yeah. And like not to be that guy, but if you know, if you if you don't miss four in a row, we lost by what, two points. So Ooh, 
dashes being that guy. But I'm, it's- I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, you're not, you're, you're not wrong, dude. It's, um, it's tough when you see the missed free throws where they were at, but obviously there's so many other things like we've all been talking about tonight too. So, Hey, you could just close the, the, the second quarter better and come out better in the third. Yeah. You win the game. Yeah. That's all. That's it. Pretty much. Yeah. But also like. I think we do this after every loss, too, which is always funny. Is like we sit and go, man, if the Kings would have just done this, this, this. And it's like, oh, yeah, let's give zero credit to the other team. Like, let's not give any <laughs> yeah. credit that Tyrese Max is like a really talented young player who's hard to defend. And their Tobias defense. Harris. Their yeah. defense stepped up. And oh, it, I mean, it's that, one of the best paint defenses. I mean, well, they stop teams from scoring in the paint, you know? Well, they're, they came in tonight, and I, I know. Embiid and Harden were out, but you know, number four in defensive rating. Yeah. Number nine in offensive rating. It's a good team. It's not, it's not like you're playing. This is not like when the Warriors the other night went to Cleveland without Steph, Clay, Draymond, all their guys pretty much, yeah. and had G League guys with Dante DiVincenzo and beat the Cavs. You know, the Cavs lost at home to the Warriors. Yeah. That wasn't like Tyrese Maxey can get buckets. Harris can get you buckets. Niang can knock down some threes. It's not like it was a, some scrub team they lost to tonight. Exactly. And what's funny is that I was actually uh, texting my friend about this, who is also like one of the biggest Kings fans that I know. I said, I bet Maxi and, Hall- and not Halliburton, um, Harris are going to go off tonight. And, you know, I was I was right on one part. But oh, Are you happy about that? <laughs> are you proud of that? Are you, are you glad you're right? Of course I'm not. Like, okay, th- thank like, you. Thank you. But like, but you know, Harris with the foul trouble. But yeah, they they played like a lot more, you know, free and you know, up pace, which is definitely not their, you know, forte. Yeah, and I'm trying to think big picture with that Sixers team, man. They gotta let Maxi be free, let him do his thing. He's really good. He really is. It's almost like they don't need Harden. I know Harden can still put up numbers. I'm just not a James Harden. I mean, guy. yeah, and they'd have to, they're gonna have to pay up. And, and like, or, or he's going to go back to Houston. That threat is coming in hot. Who cares? Go back. Bye. Damn. All right. Uh, Dash, anything else, man? Uh, not good to go. Appreciate you. Thanks, Thanks for hanging Dash. out, man. All right. No problem. Good night, guys. Right. Bye. Dash. What's up, Jamie? What's up, guys? How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Good, man. What about you? What are you up to? Uh, I've been better, you know. Um, I, my Jack took a tough loss tonight. The, I mean, uh, no, I'm afternoon. not. No, no, just in all fairness, I, I did tell you that was going to happen. I I know, but it it just sucks when like we we only lost by seven, and there were so many things that we could have done better. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I think, didn't they have to amputate his leg, and he, you still lost the game? Wouldn't yeah, you? They, the back their backup led them to like a ninety-eight yard drive, but Henny, there was a up? play, there was a play where um. I think it was that drive where the ball was batted up in the air and our like middle linebacker and our corner weren't communicating and it should have been an interception, but they weren't communicating. And our uh, corner almost ran into the guy and it like scared him and he dropped it. Should have been an interception. Oh, that's all right, man. You guys had a good run. I know. I, I knew it was happening. It's just, it just sucks when you have to go out like that, knowing that you could have done so many things. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the Kings game? Uh, it was a tough one. It was really tough. Yeah, just kind of annoying for a huh. Saturday night, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, 
I was really confident in Harrison Barnes going to the free throw line, and then I got really sad once he missed that first one. <laughs> but uh, are you guys going to be at the game on Wednesday against Toronto? Yeah, yeah. God, you know, it's good. next week's going to be so weird. Because we're so used to weird. God, doing shows Monday through Friday now. I'll I, be at the game. I'll be at the game on Wednesday, so I'll probably I'll go and see guys. Is it too, is it too late to back out? Like, can we? <laughs> could so you imagine stupid. if we were like, hey, actually, like, know, we had second thoughts. Yeah, we were just like, hey, the schedule. No. Um, um, yeah, yeah, dude, definitely come say what's up to us on uh, Wednesday. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. Well, thanks for checking in. Have a good night, guys. You too. Bye, Jamie. There's Jamie. Young Jamie's the best, man. You're so funny. So funny. We're gonna make so many jokes. It's great. I just think about next week, and I'm just like, like I'm, I'm. It's twelve. Yeah, it's twelve. I'm allowed to say this right now. I'm exhausted right now. But I'll tell you this: this entire week was exhausting. Started off with my grandma's funeral, not to take away from your dead grandma. So I, I just want to apologize to you once again, you know? Um, and then obviously just so many different things and, uh, and it, a lot of good things came throughout this week. You and I were talking about it. There's sometimes where it takes an emotional sure. and mental toll on you. Even when things are good, you're like, Whoa, that was a whirlwind. And today, when I got to the game, it was just a lot. And so I went down in this room in the second half to watch the game on my computer because I had to do a web exit there and everything. And I just was like taking some deep breaths and like taking a moment. And I was like, whoa, I just needed like silence for a second in this little room and then got back out and was ready to go. Silence. What's that? It's 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 called mental health. I, I, it's good for you, but yeah, you don't you don't do silence. All right, I don't know about the chat, but I'd be curious. I am the type of person I'm always listening to something. Question then, <laughs> and question for everyone too. Do you? Because this is what I do. I drive in silence. <laughs> I will drive with classical music when I'm like okay, I should LeBron. not. Be, when I shouldn't be listening to any words. Or I will be driving to San Francisco usually with an audiobook and or a podcast of the team that I'm prepping for. That's how I roll. What but yeah, silence, you've never driven in silence or classical music? Really? I mean, have I listened to classical music? No, no, sure. no, no. In a car, just like yeah. on a drive. Okay. Oh, so you're not in a couple of years, probably. Oh God. Dude. I'm listening to podcasts. No, 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 no. Listening no. to stuff. Like you, Serena Williams just talked about this. Yeah. You, I don't know if you know. She's like um, iconic legend. Yeah. Sounds, um, I'm iconic and I'm legendary. False. But what she is um, and what she's done in her career and her life. And she said what she's learning to do right now. And it's the, it's the hardest thing ever. After everything she's been so successful in. Um, she said just being alone with my own thoughts, not Oof. doing anything. Who wants that? It's, it's Who beautiful. Wants to listen it's, to your thoughts? Because it is difficult and it's absolutely wonderful and it's, it's very necessary. Yes. I mean, I'm sure it's not, I'm not proclaiming like that what I'm doing is better or healthier. I know it's probably not that healthy, but. No, I, no, it's not like that. It's not that. It's not <laughs> like you have to take a timeout. 
Lots of technicals. Time out. Yeah, I mean, I think. Full time out. You know what? I've walked. I've walked Carlin without anything going on. You have. Yeah. Okay, that's good. The noises of the outside. You. But like silence to me, I don't know what I do. Oh, so starting next week, there won't be silence in our lives uh, ever yeah, again. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be bud. fun. It's going to be fun. Hey, I know it all wants to know. How do you get your face to get so smooth, Morgan? Oh, God. I think it's the lighting right now because, um, but I did get my first ever uh, hydrofacial, which is like it l- uses suction uh, technology to like take out like anything blackheads or anything like that. And I'm hoping after this dryness goes away, it leaves it like, Poorless. I don't know. I'm trying new things. I'm learning a lot about my skin as I get older, so I'm trying. Good job, Morgan. What do you got? We're going to go check in with Steve. Hi, Steve. Steve. Hey, Steve, are you there? Steve! I saw, I saw him unmute himself. Mm. That's right. That's right. Going once. Going twice. Steve, if you request a talk again, I'll try to get to you. Um, I'll get to you again. Just try to request a talk. I feel bad he's waiting for a yeah. while. A loyal Sack Kings fan didn't tell us this oh. on the phone, but or on Discord, he says that his school band is performing the national anthem at the Kings game next Wednesday, and he says, I'm kind of scared. Oh, no, you're going to kill it, dude. Just, just go out there. It's nothing. Two, yeah. You got two minutes up there. It's only 17,000 people looking directly at you. And They're going to be looking at you. At your every movement. Is he playing the drums, or what do you play? Yeah, tell us what you play you, first. Yeah, what do you play? That's the question. Because they're going to be staring directly at you, all 17,000 just at you. Yes. Just picture them all naked. No. Isn't that so weird? Why Why was that ever a thing to I don't say? Know. Like, I, I picture the say, crowd naked. And I would, like, no, I think awkward. the thing with public speaking is you just don't focus. I've Whenever I look out into a crowd talking. No I'm, eye contact? I don't. It's just, they're all blurry to me. Good. They don't, I'm Smart. just looking around. I don't ever make like super intent. Smart. Eye contact. I am gazing I'll around. I'll get distracted I'm, if yes. I do. Yeah. No. Awful. All right. So next up for the Kings, you take on the Grizzlies on Monday. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game. We are going to be live on Sackdown Sports that day, getting ready for that game uh, from 11 to 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140 and on the Sacktown Sports app. And then we're going to be right here on our YouTube channel that night for night chats all day long baby you don't want to miss it appreciate you guys for being here tonight on the way out make sure to hit the thumbs up make sure to subscribe we love you guys but we yes you're all so badass for being here on a saturday night we'll see you guys monday see ya deuce and mo deuce and mo deuce and mo they tell you what they know deuce and mo deuce and mo Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.